Welcome, everybody, to In the Crates, inside Dragon's Lair at Alamo Ranch. We have two amazing guests who are actually staff here. So, an interesting episode today. We had so many comics that we didn't really all get to read them, but I think everybody read something. So We'll, we'll cover them all. We'll cover them all. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll wing it and fake it and not know shit about it. And then people in the comics are like, that was not what happened. And we'll be like, fuck off. Delete the comment. So, yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff. But as you can see, look, we have a ton of comics that we that we read this week. Yeah, yeah. We got some DC in there. Yeah, not just Marvel. There's DC. And then there's an independent comic. That a very special young lady wrote, and that's the one we're gonna start off with. I took my time with that writing it, by the way. What? <laughs> you heard it here first. He's a young lady. I didn't say it. He did. You get to choose your gender, bro. Hey, I'm bro, not judging it's 2019, you. 2019, bro. You can choose your gender. Here is the comic we're talking about: the Constellation Chronicles, issue number one, the Eureka Cascade. Is that yep. correct? The Eureka yep. Cascade. Written by... Da, 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 da. <laughs> Me, SJ. <laughs> <laughs> Me, SJ. <laughs> it's not an Asian name. It's not Me, SJ. It's <laughs> SJ. <laughs> it's That's SJ. Funny. SJ, an amazing comic. Uh, you got to read it, right, bro? I did. You, got, oh, you wrote she it. Wrote so it. she read it. Barb, you got to read it, right? No. Barb, that's your friend. How could you? Ugh, poor I know, shame. I should have read it a long time ago. I just have it. <laughs> you can what? actually find it here at Dragon's Lair at yes. Alamo Ranch. Yeah. I think it, it's on the it's yeah. on the shelves. So strongly suggest getting that story. It's an awesome story. My thoughts on it first are the female characters are beautifully written. They're so different from what you get in other comics. They're not sex figures. They're not dumbed down they're not just background the young ladies in this story are intelligent they are main characters if you will they're out in the front they're in the dangerous race they're so well written there's a lot of wit and snark and humor in this comic so if you're a fan of snarky comments (laughs) sj's got you covered what did you think about it bro it was well written (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did i take all the good reviews did i do? you it summed was, it up pretty well yeah no so. no no. it was great it had great pace to it so you're it's the first issue and you said there was a epilogue to this right so there's, a, there's an issue zero which is the prologue mm-hmm. um it doesn't feature any of these characters it features characters that you'll meet later on Ooh. i did read that one you read that one? I did read that What did you think one. of that one? Were the female characters in that one also powerful, strong, intelligent female characters? But there wasn't really there any was female characters in males? there. there were, it yeah. was two guys and a robot. What? <laughs> Ooh, now you got like my interest. Yeah. <laughs> you say robot, now no man. Peaked. And not to say that the guys in here are dumb. There are some strong male no, but, nobility characters but in here. like every guy in. Like, they're very eagle, yeah. egocentric. If yeah, you will. there's a lot of um, dudes very high on themselves, uh, and definitely the young males in the story are not as intelligent or aware as the young females <laughs> are. As right. most young males are. Yeah, I, so. I think people are judging the young females as dumb, and they're taking full advantage of that in knowing things they shouldn't, and taking full advantage of 
always listening because people don't respect their intelligence it seems in the story yet but i think they will <laughs> i think they're going they're going to pay for that i did like the pace of the story it was good it was a nice little like, oh hey oh hey how's it going new characters oh shit something went wrong next issue <laughs> yeah I, 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 I wasn't a fan of the cliffhanger just because i wanted to know what happened right then yeah what the, you get us but, in the action pack part and then you cut us off but so, it, it was is, really good it was is really this good. all you've uh put out is zero and issue number one right so how we do it is we release it digitally first <sighs> so <sighs> it's released on a webcomic platform and then we release so it. is number two there not yet. We're we're working on number two, um, but we have everything planned out for okay. at least fifty issues. Damn. Nice. <laughs> okay. Do you have a URL or a website that you put it up on? Um, so we're on we're on Webtoons, which okay. is mobile friendly. We're on Tap Tapastic. They changed their names recently, so I'm like, I don't know. A lot of those apps do. Yeah. Uh, and then we're on Drunk Duck as well. Drunk, Drunk Duck. Duck. Drunk Duck uh, comics, yeah. That's so also we, we publish uh, every other week when, when they're up and running. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end, we culminate it in the physical issue for our patrons. And I just order more for the store. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So patrons are helping back this yeah. project. Oh, yeah. It, That's cool. It only costs about $15 to print each issue. Mm -hmm. And monthly, we bring in about 30 So it's it covers everything at the end Hell of the year. Hell, yeah. That's, That's cool. super dope. That's cool. Well, it's a great story. I'm excited. I didn't know there was a Patreon. Like, yeah. you got to be <laughs> pipping that link out, girl. <laughs> what is the link? What's the link to your Patreon? Uh, it's patreon.com slash emevsa. That's E-M-E-V-S-A. It's on the cover. Yeah, so oh. it's a t it's me and my partner who do this. I do nice. the writing, she does the art, and so collectively we are MFSA. Which what, is what's her name? Because the visuals I really enjoy, just because, like I said, some of, as we discussed yeah. earlier, some of the verbiage totally <laughs> over my head, which I didn't think was possible being six foot six for something to go over my head, but <laughs> apparently it did. Um, her name's Emma. We call her Emmy, and she lives in Australia. So oh wow. So when we get together, it's you know, it's seven o'clock here and it's like noon there and we bang out like five hours of work and That's awesome. And, That's uh, badass. So the fucking internet kids. Yeah. The Anything internet. is possible. <laughs> For real. This is so cool. And Mapswa so she, so you're the vza? Yeah. What does the vza stand for? So originally there were three of us, but one girl decided I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, so she's hello. like our silent partner. Um and so Emmy is the first part, EB was the middle, and then I was the end. Um, but we liked the name so much, we just kept it, and yeah. now it's that's everything. It's all of our socials. MFSA comics everywhere. Nice. Yeah. MFSA comics, fund the Patreon fuckers. I am going to have to go donate because I really like the story, and I want them to hurry up with number two. That's true. <laughs> but when number two does come out, like she said, we'll get the physical copy. We'll show it on here. Amazing comic, Amevsa, Amevsa. Yeah. It'll roll off the tongue sooner or later. Amazing comic, guys. Come into Dragon's Lair at Alamo Ranch or go to patreon.com slash Amevsa, E-M-E-V-S-A to check that out. Always cool to support like local artists, local writers. That's what it's about, guys. Build your own community up. You're already spending money on dumb shit. 
<laughs> Just throw it towards somebody's good cause. Now, another comic not everybody read. Throw why, myself why under the bus me? here. <laughs> Thanos number one. You're the one busy Thanos. eating a burrito. So. Yeah. You force-fed me uh, a burrito. Whatever, bro. I don't want to hear it. That's messed up, yo. So Thanos issue number one. If SJ, if you told me correctly, it looks like it's Gamora? early on in Thanos yeah. and Gamora. Yeah. yeah, there's a young Gamora in hmm. here. So we're getting how their relationship was established, it looks I think, like. I think you should let Barb do that one. Too. Barb, you're going to have to fill us yeah. in because we didn't... Yeah, we didn't have time. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, guys, here? I actually read this one. <laughs> Yay. Fight her. <laughs> so fill us in. What's it about? Uh, so yeah, so basically, like what SJ was telling you guys earlier, it is kind of the beginning stories of Kamara and Thanos. Um, it's a little bit of a different story than what you saw in Guardians. The, yeah. In Guardians and in the, oh my god, what was the last Avenger movie called? Oh, uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Infinity War. Infinity War, yes. Yeah. The little clips and stuff that they give oh, you. Oh, like the flashbacks. And like yeah, the <laughs> little uh, <laughs> yeah. She's just like, oh, my parents are dying, no big deal. Balance. Yeah, so <laughs> that scene and then what's in this comic are completely, completely different. So that's an interesting Interesting. So does it show more of the in-depth, like, why she views him as a father figure at some point and this, before she turns on him? This first issue, no. Okay. This first issue doesn't really give you that much of her and his backstory yet. Okay. From what I got, it's more telling, it's, she's telling Thanos' story first of why okay. he kind of went on and started like this killing rampage okay. of everybody. So it's kind of it's telling that story and then at the very end it gives you when they met. <laughs> so they make it the cover to deceive you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's not until the end of the story. Hmm, reminds me of someone putting the good part in. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so it's not until the end of the story where they actually meet. Um, she is the narrator in nice. the comic, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much they meet and then you got the cliffhanger until the next issue. So Is that Damn. where you got it from, Miss James? Yeah, you just cliffhangers on everybody. Typical <laughs> comic trope. Yeah, it, it, it is totally. But it should be a pretty good one, so we'll see. Yeah, no, Thanos is always an interesting character to delve into, and any depth we get into him is always super fun. Um, yeah, he's such a powerful character, so just seeing different sides of him, I think it's going to be super dope. Moving on with the Marvel, we have Venom. Oh, yeah. This one's actually a War of the Realms that is seems to be the big arc going on in Marvel right now. I don't know if you two have had any opportunity to read any of the War of the Realms, but there's, I think, like six or seven comics now mm -hmm. dealing with it. Basically, the, the elves are invading, Asgard has fallen, and the Frost Giants and the Dark Elves have made an alliance to, like, conquer all the realms. Well, no, Asgard, have. Midgard, yeah. They conquered everything. Um, Eddie Brock, in this issue, has no venom. So he's venomless, despite what the cover will tell you. <laughs> he's venomless Eddie Brock, and he's protecting his son. Is it his son? You read it, right? Yes. 
Yeah, I didn't so, want to say that so people can kind of read no, it. No, 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 no. We're, we're right. spoilers. Type okay, okay. We're spoilers. So, yeah, he's protecting his son, which his son doesn't know that Eddie's his dad. Yeah. He views him as a big brother, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh. That's, nice. that's why he's so protective of him in the comic where he's trying to get him to safety. Yeah. Make sure that, you know, the elves or the giants don't eat Yeah, because they're running through the streets and there's like dark elves slaughtering people. There's fucking frost giants. And he's just Eddie Brock. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. He's still buff as fuck. Yeah, he's still jacked he's still Eddie Brock. Like, he clocks yeah. a dark elf in the face and, like, knocks him clean out. But then two other dark elves, like, stab him. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm mortal. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> and they, they somehow escape from that. Like, the dark elves, like, leave him to die. Like, let this idiot bleed out so he can be a hero and die to the sound of everyone's screams. Um, they end up getting to safety because they leave him to die. He gets away, gets the kid to safety, and there's this witch, and she hands him a crystal. A dream crystal. A dream crystal that makes your dreams come true. So, But this particular crystal makes your weaponized dreams come true. So if you, kind of like the Green Lantern, they can dream a weapon into existence, or with their willpower, they can bring it into existence. Of course, Eddie Brock has one weapon in mind. And he gets a touch of that crystal, and immediately, he's fucking full-on venom. With some upgrades. Shark claws and all. With some upgrades. Because he has now um, Elvish magic infused with venom. So that was actually very cool to see. But the witch who was going to use him to manipulate... To serve Malachi. To serve Malachi, the leader of the Dark Elves... And he just cut this bitch's hand off. Oh, dude, she he fucking <laughs> he bit was that like, shit straight off. He just cut it off, and she's like, how did I not see this? <laughs> He's like, bitch, it's Venom. Venom don't give a shit about anybody. Venom is not the guy you want to recruit on your team. Uh, but yeah, he cuts her hand off. She's like, oh, I got to get out of here. And he's like, you better run. And she, sure enough, she disappears. And um, Venom goes on a killing spree. He, finds, does, he actually he goes and the finds kid, the... Because the kid's like freaking out. He's yeah. like, oh, shit, what is this? He's like, kid, it's me, it's Eddie, you're safe. I'm going to go save people. <laughs> like a hero does, I'm going to go save people. He's all, maybe I'm pretty good at this parenting thing. Because I already to lied to my kid. Yeah. <laughs> so he locks the kid in the safe room, door shut, and he goes and finds those dark elves that stabbed him. And they're like, they have humans hostage, or laughing. And he just pops up, and he's like, I told you you didn't want to mess with a guy like me and the kind of trouble I could bring. And then goes full Venom. And we get Dark Elf blood everywhere. He's slaughtering everyone. And it cuts to a scene for the cliffhanger. For the FJ, SJ <laughs> cliffhanger. We have the witch. That's the third one in a row. Yeah, we have all comics have cliffhangers. But we have the witch with another crystal. And she's enticing someone else Ooh. with the crystal. And it's like, if you kill Venom, this crystal will grant you all kinds of power but you have to use that power to kill Venom. And um, it's an it's an awesome reveal. I'll leave that for you to come into yeah. Dragon's Lair and read, but I'll show it to SJ <laughs> and to uh, Barb here. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so that's a character that's going to be going after oh, Venom. Nice. And uh, yeah, he's going to have magical dark elf powers, so that's fun. And it's all taking place in this giant War of the Realms uh, story arc that's going on. And in the Avengers, I think you're the only one that got a chance to read this one. Avengers, again, War of the Realms is taking all over Marvel. So all your favorite characters are having to battle the Dark Wait, you didn't Elves, get to read Frost them? Giants. I did not. I did not. I got to read the other two War of the Realms and the Avengers Edge of Infinity, which we'll talk about. But 
Yeah, I'm lost on this one. So you're gonna have to fill me in. What are, what are the Avengers doing here? So and it doesn't look like they're the Avengers. They're, it's not that the we Avengers. Um, so it's Hyperion and his group, essentially Marvel's version of the Justice League. Mm. Um, they're exact copies of Wonder Woman, Batman, The Flash, Martian Manhunter. He's not kidding, guys. Look at the um, cover. Like that, legit. That is like Wonder can, Woman. It, that dude has like bat ears. And if that's not Superman, I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, if it didn't say Avengers, and I took a quick glance, there I would have thought that yeah, was Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman, yeah. And, and she then, comes from a island, just like Wonder Woman, a utopia of women. Mm. So it's essentially their their version of the Justice League. But is it um, the Flash? Yeah. No, no, wow. no. That one, that one's Batman. That's their version of Batman. I thought that was their version of Batman. He looking like the one with the wings on his ear. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's, that's the version of Flash. So that's okay. Exact wow. Barry Allen stuff. Wow, Marvel. You're better than this. <laughs> no, no, but it's cool because yeah. leading them is Phil Coulson. Oh, shit. Nice. So that was pretty cool to see. Phil Coulson in control of these superheroes. And they're basically, as the War of the Realms is happening, they're protecting DC, uh, District of Columbia. So they're going around beating the shit out of Frost Giants because, I mean, it's fucking Superman, essentially. Yeah. And Wonder Woman. You know, and they pretty much just scare them off uh, into Canada. They're like, they're fucking Canada's problem now. We only protect the U.S., <laughs> which I thought was a little fucked up. But, yeah, you know, I think so. It is what it is. But uh, it was pretty cool because the spoiler who Coulson's actually following the lead behind, mm-hmm. like who's controlling Coulson, that was a huge shock. Motherfucker. Like, you got to read that one for that surprise cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I didn't read that one, guys. I'm lost on this one. I'm relying... Heavily on his feedback and review here. No, that one was really, really good to read. Just because, yeah. uh, like I said, it's it's, it's kind of like the characters you know in Superman and Batman, mm-hmm. but a Marvel twist to it. And, and they only protect DC in America. They only protect America. <laughs> like the, like the Flash up. runs from DC to Maryland, chasing the Frost Giants, beating the shit out of them, taking selfies with them. <laughs> what? Because it's Barry Allen. You know oh, Barry Allen is like... Marvel Flash. Like, legit. <laughs> That's their up. Batman is like fucking a genius and yeah. built like a, a super high what was it what do you what did the flash call it it was a cell phone that can take photos at, at the speed of light like he's moving what the shit? yeah it's it's fucking yeah it's crazy well it's good to know you're using the tech for the right reasons guys for selfies, selfies. So. And then Barry, there's one one thing that Barry Allen's like, dang, 700 likes. That's the best one yet. <laughs> so the humor in it's nice. really really good. I got I have to read that one. That sucks that I didn't get a chance to. So we're gonna finish off this War of the Realms with Uncanny X Men, War of the Realms, Uncanny X Men number one. Um, fuck, this was dope. It was like Scott Summers is in charge of some of the X Men, and it looks like they're going through a training exercise. And they're working as a team, and then one of the two of the X Men members like dip out. They're like, "We need to go," and they just dip out on the team. So the team has to, you know, adapt. And I'm assuming they're in the danger room. They're going through a mission in the danger room, and now they're fighting with two people down. And those members come back up in the danger room. It was a shit show. Once those two members left, yeah, once those like two the whole left, tactical thing that Scott yeah, was trying to do. Yeah, all their tactics and strategy just, they had planned went show. out the window, and it went to shit, and Scott Summers <laughs> is just standing there, like, judging the way he does. He's like, mm-mm, this team is horrible. Like, in true and, Scott fashion, he's like, oh, fuck these guys. When are they going <laughs> to listen? Yes. In true Scott Summers fashion, he's the judgy teacher 
like in the corner of the professor looking at you like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. not helping at all god forbid he help or give a clue no he's just judging you and um the two members come back though and they're like guys we need to fucking go one member comes back one member comes back because they lost one mm-hmm. so they went out and they realized that the dark elves were invading and all this was taking place outside um, they try to hold them off on their own. One of the members got lost. That's when she realized, oh shit, this is a real thing. I need to go back and get the rest of the team from the training room to come out and help. And they do. They, the whole team goes out there. And Scott Summers apparently fucked up pretty big somewhere back down the line. Because he's not allowed to use his powers. Like, he has them. But he's not allowed to use them uh, per government regulation and per Avengers regulation. Uh, excuse me. So... He's, like, the whole time fighting him off, but not able to fucking use his blasters. And all the team's doing their thing. They're trying to take on Dark Elves. And all Scott says is, like, we need to hold our ground. Don't go too far looking for our lost member because we need to wait for the Asgardians or the Avengers or somebody come. And we'll coordinate a large-scale attack with the Avengers. Well, it became apparent that the Avengers weren't fucking coming. (laughs) And, like, these waves and waves of Dark Elves and Frost Giants were coming at them. Trolls and and they had dogs that flew. Yeah, they had fucking, like... Yeah. I was like, when did Clifford come into this? Yeah. Clifford the Big Red Dog just flying all over the place? And one of them was, like, frustrated. He's like, I fucking hate this Lord of the Rings shit. I think that was his brother, Havoc. Yeah, I think it was Havoc. It was like, I'm not a fan of this Lord of the Rings shit. Like, we just need to get the Avengers and figure this out. Or where the fuck are the Asgardians? So finally, an Asgardian shows up and explains what's going on. Like, Asgard has fallen. Midgard is falling. The Dark Elves are taking over. Frost Giants are taking over. Like, we all need to step up to the plate. We need to get together with the Avengers. They're in danger. Um, all the Valkyrie are slaughtered. The panel actually ends with the Valkyrie slaughtered by the Dark Elves. Um, so yeah, it, you get the sense that Earth has fallen, and now the X-Men need to meet up with the Avengers and figure out what the fuck's going on, because Earth is in turmoil, and it's it's going to shit, kids. It's going to shit. <laughs> it's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> it's going to hell in a handbasket. And we have more issues coming up, like the Fantastic Four has an issue next month. Um... Iron Man has an issue, War of the Realms. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel, Squirrel Girl, Girl has hers. The The Avengers have another one. Uh, Punisher has an ongoing. Wolverine has one. Like, everybody's in the War of the Realms. Spider-Man. I'm excited yeah, to Spider-Man. see Spider-Man. Spider-Man's that one good. looks pretty fun. War of the Realms is a huge story arc, guys. Dragon's Lair, Alamo Ranch has your issues. Come see SJ or Barb and tell them, I want to get in on this War of the Realms, yo. And, and be specific. Don't just say War of the Realms. No, just say War of the Realms. <laughs> just you'll get like 50 <laughs> comics <laughs> dropped in front of you. Just be like, I want to do the War of the Realms. Like, if you want that's all it. War of the Realms, that's like all six tie-in series, like <laughs> yeah. single issues. Man. Yeah, guys, let them know your favorite character. They can even see if they have War of the Realms issues. Like, if you're a Punisher fan, there is a War of the Realms Punisher. Number one, I think, came out last week. Yeah. Um, like... We said Iron Man, Spider-Man, Squirrel Girl. They're all going to get solo issues, so do your homework. Google it. Figure out which comics you want. Come down to Dragon's Lair and see what they have for you. Uh, We'll leave the War of the Realms, but that's like my favorite thing going on right now. It's pretty awesome. That's the great thing about comics. I I guess we can take a break real quick to talk and speak to that. Are you a fan of large arcing stories and how comics can tie in multiple events in one long narrative? 
SJ, you're first. You're the guest. Okay. You get to go first. <laughs> um, Are you a fan of that? To an extent, I think. I think with War of the Realms, like it's going to be a twelve part series, and then mm -hmm. it's got the like one, one, two, three issues miniseries to tie in. But with like the single characters getting a single issue, like that's a little bit much to me because then you've got oh, well, I need this one issue of this one series. And for me, like, my personality is a collector, so I need to have everything. So I can't just get Squirrel Girl, like, 43. I have to have all the Squirrel Girls. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's a slippery slope for me. I think it's yeah. a great thing for the comic community because it brings, it brings people into storylines they might not have ever read yeah. or picked up. So I think it's good for the comic community but for me personally it's not something i'd get into yeah as a as a collector it's a slippery ass slope so what about you bob yeah. how do you feel about him i personally don't like it what? i don't yet why are you dating yo <laughs> she also uh, why are you trying to limit our joy she also likes las palapas so we're not taking her <laughs> i do <laughs> i, I do. like las palapas they're a great restaurant think i'm with you on that whatever and you don't las like palapas crunchy tacos I like puffy tacos, everybody. <laughs> and she puts white sauce on her pizza. I sure do. Weirdo. These are not things that, that dictate her comic critiquing abilities. <laughs> yes, it does. No, so no. Why, why aren't you a fan I don't of... like him because, unlike her reason, my reason is because, like, I'll miss issues. So there's uh, been a lot of issues here that I have started reading that aren't even have, like, preludes or anything else like that that I'm already completely lost on. So, like, <laughs> Hex Wives. Hex Wives is really good. And I missed I think, like, three issues. Damn. Already. So you're lost. You're done. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Because if you're I want to read them, like, I'm going to have to special order them. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. So. <laughs> so, it Apparently, there's slippery slopes for both reasons. If you fall off track, you're fucked on large story arcs like these. If you fall off track, good luck getting back on. That's and, why I don't like them, yeah. And SJ just doesn't want to have a box full of these War of the Realms in her room. <laughs> so, so I guess my question to SJ would be, um, since you try to avoid those because you try and collect every single piece yeah. in the story arc, is there a particular story arc? Like, what what is it about the story arc that will make you want to get into it and yeah, buy all those collections? Yeah, are ones that you have purchased in the past yeah. or um, been a fan of at least? So, for example, the Jim Henson Labyrinth Coronation. It was 12 okay. issues. It was a monthly. And there were other... There was there was a single one-shot that came out, and it was under it was called Under Your Spell, and it was individual stories. <laughs> it was individual stories from other characters' points of view. So okay. things like that, I will go out of my way to pick up. But so if you fall in love with the characters and they come out with like, hey, extra bit of content for you. Yeah. So, okay. so, into that. so if it's if it's stuff that's filling in the blanks. Yeah. Or enhancing what I already have read, then I'm okay with that. But. Okay. Um, like if I was to do War of the Realms, I would have to just do the main series yeah. and put blinders on. And so the side stories, right? Read Punisher number one for more. No, I will not. <laughs> yep. No, don't care. And I get that. I get that. I would do that sometimes where I'm just like, I don't need to know every single detail that happens yeah. to a character. I did that with the second, um, what is it? Civil War? The second Civil War? The second War? Civil War, yeah. Just the main one. 
Yeah. I don't need to be. Because I don't Sorry, think they were going to top the first one. That, that on first one was amazing. They weren't going to top what they no. did in the first one. So, mm-hmm. that so yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, if, the, if you're a fan of them, they got them. If not, just do what SJ does and stick to the main story arc. Blinders, don't, blinders yeah. on. <laughs> blinders on and soldier through it. Um, or if you just want to get into a fresh new series without the tie-ins, Avengers in Edge of Infinity is a good open and shut Avengers comic to start off with. If you're familiar with these characters, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Iron Man, Cap, they're in here. It's a pretty easy open shut comic. So if you don't want a comic that like leaves you with the cliffhangers <laughs> and you got to go 12 issues or six issues or eight issue arcs. This one is a nice comic to read if you just want to open and shut case. It has a cool villain in MODOK. Um, it's pretty cut and dry. It's it's a nice young adult, good teen comic. It's good. Yeah, I was going to say, it's good for shot. younger readers. I think, it, I think so. Which one? A one, a one shot. shot? Yeah, it's a one shot. Yeah. It, it has to be because it's like a complete enclosed story. Like yeah. there's a beginning, the issue, the issue's resolved by the end, the bad guy's good. And there's no like, oh, but then. <laughs> no, no it's just a good guy. It's, it's on good the for roof. people that are just getting into comics. I think it so is they don't definitely get a foot in the door right away. Yeah, um, it's very a, true. Like I said, it's great. Open and shut. You get the characters you love. You get to see a little in depth of the character, the personality to the character, but then you get a resolution to their, you know, to the plot. Yeah, this is not something that you're gonna get overly invested in or sucked in with a lot of characters. <laughs> Because there was, like, the life of Spider-Man, I think we read, in the 70s. It was cool, but, like, Doc Ock was in it. Reed Richards was in it. Like, all these other characters were in it. It was like, what the fuck? who the fuck are you? (laughs) And why are you saying their names? Like, I'm supposed to know you. This one, you're pretty familiar with Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Iron Man, and Captain America. So they're familiar characters. You know their power sets. You go into it. You read it. You enjoy it. It gives you a little more depth. Um, Cap's a little more witty in this one than I remember. I'll admit that. It's very campy. It's like, ooh, and down they go, like bowling pins at my favorite Brooklyn bowling alley. I shit you not. Yeah, like literally, word for word, Literally cheesy, word for word. It's like, they go down like pins at my favorite Brooklyn bowling alley. When did Cap become like witty one-liner from the freaking 40s? It was it was bad. It was it was campy. It was a little hard to read. I'll admit. Yeah, it was super campy. Captain America super campy. Iron Man is super snarky as usual. Uh, Black Widow's a badass in that one, and Captain Marvel super super OP. So, fun comic. Modok. Yeah. Them. They do have some other characters like Lunar is an organization, but you don't need to know a whole lot. You just need to know this is the bad guy yeah. for the thing. So that's a good one. Up next, we have Wolverine, The Long Night. Cool story. Uh, I just wanted to read it because I'm a fan of Wolverine, and Barb was nice enough to pull it off the shelf. I don't know what was going on before this story. Uh, He's apparently read the whole damn thing. The whole darn thing. It's not my fault. So, yeah, there's an issue going on in a small town, I think it is. So, yeah. Small town, rich people, corrupt Logan's coming to fix some wrongs, kill some rich people. Well, Logan's trying to do what Logan does. He's trying to get away from what he is, the killer he is. He's isolated into the woods. But, of course, trouble seems to find this motherfucker like always looking for him. A magnet for trouble, always. He kind of gets involved in some murders. He gets accused of some murders. Yes. And from there, it's, it's Logan doing what Logan does. Yeah. 
So if you want some textbook Wolverine, this one is a multiple miniseries, an ongoing Wait miniseries. Wait till the end of this run. This I think mm-hmm. it's eight. I think it's an eight series. I think run. it's an eight series. Yeah, it's full on Wolverine. You get Wolverine, full on just kill. Because this slash. is a, um, on a Marvel podcast, also. So yeah. Marvel's official podcast actually told this whole story already, and now it's coming to print. So if you don't want to, you can always do the Marvel podcast. If you don't want to visit, I, Barb I would recommend and SJ the... and Alamo Ranch. <laughs> don't know why you wouldn't want to. I'd recommend the print more just for the visuals. Yeah, because it the... really gives depth to the story that they're telling and the character. Yeah, the artists in here are fucking amazing, and it, it really does. It does. Our, our, the art of comics, guys. We're going to go with DC now. I'll save that one for last because I really, really Yeah, save that, that one. one for last. Action Comics. This is pretty dope, and I really wanted Barb to, to grab it for me because it's issue 1010. Like, this is the Action Comics that has been running since the golden age of comics. Like Before any of us were born. <laughs> how freaking cool is that? It has a Leviathan storyline going on. Um, pretty awesome. Clark's undercover in this yeah. one. So he's undercover, he's overseas, and he's a rogue agent. Totally bearded bro. Um, yeah, he kind of looked Mexican. Yeah, he looked... <laughs> I'm going to be honest with I you. He, he you does look Mexican. I crap you not. He's and they even dark. gave him the name like Chaz or yeah. Chavez or something like that. I don't know what it was. That 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 dark guy. Right Tell me there. that doesn't look like super so Mexican. Yeah, yeah, he does. Brown as he can, <laughs> right? Like he is super tan. That or, does not look like or Puerto Rican or Dominican or some. Yeah, something. he's got some Dominican in him. He's in got something. Or something. Something's going on with Superman because he does not look like the dude on the cover. Nope, he is not the bro nope. on the cover. And actually, he busts out as Superman. Yeah. Inside, he looks different. He's got like a nappy beard and <laughs> nappy man, hair. Nappy hair. I'm like Superman's a brother. Hell yeah! Come on it's out. about time, DC. It's about, it's about time. time. Finally, we got something else besides Blue Beetle. <laughs> Blue Beetle. <laughs> no, it's it is a cool story though. It is. Um, it's it's not an open and shut case. They're obviously building a story. And uh, they're undercover for the majority of it. Then Superman obviously has to come out at the end because it's another campy one. A a big giant alien robot comes out and, of course, only Superman can throw him into space. But the cool story at the end is Lois disappears at the end of the story. So that's the cliffhanger you get. He's with Lois the whole time. He goes off to take care of this killer robot, takes care of the robot, comes back to where he was talking to a spy, and Lois is gone. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Something that ties in though is Amanda Waller too. Yeah, Amanda Waller's in the Fortress so of from Solitude what gotten, under his protection. From what I've gotten, Amanda Waller actually released the robot that's causing the destruction, but went to Superman for protection because she knew that robot was going to come after her. Dang. So that's why she's in the Fortress of Solitude. Mm. The newly relocated Fortress yeah. of Solitude. Yeah, so is Jimmy Olsen. He's taking yeah. pictures. Like, it gives you all the stuff you'd want from an action comedy. You yeah. got Jimmy Olsen taking pictures. You got Lois Clark Lane. and Lois doing their reporter yeah. thing. And then you get Superman doing a Superman thing. It's cool. In the Clark disguise, she asks him something about her dad in the hospital. And he's like, oh, he's in Columbus oh, dude, right now. Cool. He's doing okay. There's no enemies around that. But he's on the other side of the world. Like, that's a cool Superman thing that, is. that I wish they would do in movies is, like, 
Oh yeah, that problem. Bruce is in the manor right now. He's fucking. He's sleeping. <laughs> I can hear him sleeping. Like, show the fact that this dude can hear everyone on Earth if he wanted to. How cool would that be? So yeah, Action Comics issue 1010 Inside Dragon Slayer available today. We're recording on a Tuesday, but it's available <laughs> on a Wednesday. Available today. Get your arse in here. I was going to say, technically, I, say I think it is Wednesday. Get your ass in here. I know, right? We take it so long. And SJ and Barb are kind enough to let, let us in here to uh, do this. Fun fact real quick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lois Lane is getting her own comic. So. What? When? Uh, is that just is that they haven't set a date? No, no, just... no. There's a date. I just don't remember. Um, but yeah. it's coming out soon. So Ooh, really? she's going to get Lois her own Lane. Comic. Probably because she's lost. <laughs> she needs to figure out where she is, Lois. She Lois, find my damn self. I hope they make her a strong, intelligent character because Lois think they is strong. I think they Have will. SJ write your Lois Lane. I would love to see that, SJ. You are a great writer of females. Oh, thank you. I would so. like that, but I have a feeling some more stuff is going to happen. Lois is far too intelligent. It's like, how can brain? anybody kidnap her? She's too smart. <laughs> She's brainiac. <laughs> so the last one we want to cover, Barb actually got a chance to read this one. Barb and SJ are super busy, guys, so that's why they're kind of quiet in when we're discussing all these comics. They have to help run this whole place. Them and the amazing staff they have here have to not only shelf all the shit we just told you about, they have to organize it, sort it, inventory it, put it on the shelves, make sure it's ready for tomorrow, and clean. Like, all of that. And then we're like, did you guys read any? <laughs> as we they sit over here <laughs> just eating burritos. And know, as we sit over here in the as corner. As we roll our eyes yeah. and we're like, really, guys? Judging. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys doing? Come on. But Barb did say she was going to read one last week, and she sure did. She, she tried sure to make the time for it. it. SJ was nice enough to stick around for us. But here's the issue she read. Detective she I didn't read comics. that one. You didn't read Detective Comics? Which no, one it was Thanos. It was, just it Thanos. was Thanos. Never mind. I take it back. Detective <laughs> Comics, though. That's the one I want to end on because it was my favorite and my pick. If you're only going to buy one comic from this stack outside of SJ's because that's a given. <laughs> Don't be a dick. For real. Um, SJ's is a must. If you're not buying that comic, then we can't be friends. We just can't. I'm sorry. Unfriend me. <laughs> Don't unfriend me. I need the followers. <laughs> This is pretty fucking dope. Like, Detective Comics, issue 1002. So again, from the golden age of comics, this Still Batman's going. taking on the the Dark Knight? Yeah. Knight? Yeah, he's like full medieval armor, yeah. and he's kicking the shit out of Batman. Well, they're kicking the shit out of each other. They're kicking the shit out of each other, but... Batman's got the word. Like, he's full of yeah, arrows yeah, in this Batman. fight. Like, well, I mean, because the knight had his helpers. I mean, it was just Batman. Yeah, so the, Batman got the PD. The what the crew. fuck does Gotham PD ever do besides <laughs> fucking complicate Muddy the waters. Yeah. Yeah, so him, the Dark Knight, and Batman are going at it, and um, they don't want any casualties, so it comes to a standstill because too many uh, pedestrians come in and too many police officers get in hmm. the middle of the fight. So they're like, at a later date, the fucking Dark Knight guy disappears and Batman's like stumbling over to the Batmobile because he's like shot up. He's filled with like at least six to ten arrows in him and he like jumps in the car and Jim Gordon has to actually assist him and um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, he wants to go search for the guy and Gordon's like, you need to get these fucking arrows out of you is what you need to do. So car, if you're, and Batman calls the car car. He's like, car, I need, come here. 
So the car comes, and Gordon, when he tells him, he's like, car, get this fool home. The car responds, like, like getting this fool getting home. home. Going home. <laughs> going home. Takes full. off. And he, yeah, he takes off and gets Batman to Alfred, and Alfred's like, of course, taking all the freaking arrows out of him. That's where we see Damian Wayne as Robin, uh, who's also on the trail trying to help out Batman, found some clues. No, no, no. Before he does that, though, I love how Damian critiques Batman. And he's no like, shit. you should have ended that shit like six moves ago. This is what you should have done. <laughs> and Batman's just there all shot up. Like, he's like, really, Damien? That's he's what like, I should have done? Really? Really, you little bastard? <laughs> like, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like, you should have crippled them yep. and not even given them a chance. He's like, that's what I should have done, Damien. Well, thank you. Thank you for your Monday morning quarterbacking. Uh, so, yeah, Damien goes out to get some evidence. And wouldn't you know it, he gets his ass kidnapped by that Dark Knight guy. And an interesting story, he says, I'm not here to destroy Gotham, I'm here to liberate it from the Batman, because the Batman, from the darkness that the Batman has brought to Gotham, because he's pretty much kidnapped the city and led to all these supervillains popping up, so he's here to cleanse it of all of that, and he's not here to hurt Robin, he tells him, I'm here to free you, young Robin. And Robin's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Robin tells him, I got my own agenda Fuck yours. I got my own <laughs> shit to deal with. Yeah, Damien's a snarky little shit. Dude, Damien's a shit. He's awesome. I like so, Damien. So, of course, as soon as he leaves the room, Damien, like, finds an escape hatch, crawls all the way through, gets up, and as soon as he goes out of the escape hatch, of course, the Dark Knight's there, and all these other villains are are in cells around him. Grundy was Grundy there. Grundy was there. He's like, can I pet the little birdie? <laughs> Grundy with his creepy self. <laughs> And uh, some other villains you may recognize are all there, one in a piece of Robin. Uh, but yeah, he, the cliffhanger we get here is the Dark Knight actually removes his mask yes. and reveals himself to Robin. He's like, okay, I see I'm going to have to go a little farther to get you to trust me and join me against Batman. So don't know who the fuck he could be. They leave that as a cliffhanger. But apparently it's supposed to have enough relationship with Damien that they... That he would turn his back on Batman. So that's going to be interesting to see, guys. That, for me, is my pick of the week outside of SJ's amazing comic. Again, I'll give you that one. Bam! The Constellation Chronicle, issue number one. She's working on... Two. Number two. two. yeah. And issue zero. Is issue zero here? It's not. It's actually sold out. Oh, oh shit. shit. Even more reason You're to buy it. You're fucking up if you don't have zero. Shit out of luck, buddy. Shit. How many now copies you did you one. bring? You brought... I brought in ten copies. Ten copies, left? ten sold. That's that is question. awesome. What so about issue one? There's be like three left, right? Or five yeah. left? I don't know how many issue ones we have, and I'm not going to make her inventory on the spot yeah, true that. how many ones are left. Just know it's low, so get yeah. your ass in here. Get your ass in here. Issue number one. Remember, patreon.com slash E-M-E-V-S-A, Amevza. Yes. I said it right? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much to Barb. Thank you so much to SJ for being on In the Crates, allowing us to be in here, organizing these comics for us every week. Guys, sub boxes are free to organize here, free to get. So if you want these issues put away for you before they come out, SJ and Barb and the amazing people here will actually organize your sub box and put your comics in there for you. You come in, you pay, you have your comics already ready. You don't have to worry about them going out of stock. So if you want to do that, get in here. They can help you set that up. Sub boxes are amazing. Definitely take advantage of that here at Dragon's Lair at Alamo Ranch. Any thoughts? 
from you guys? Any My pick would actually with? be the Venom. Just because I'm more inclined to Venom. The Venom. And uh, just because I love Venom. I Carnage. think she's going to pick the Thanos one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess. She picks... I did want to ask uh, SJ a question. What's like, up? what was your favorite comic that inspired you to do oh, your yeah. own? We actually weren't inspired by a comic. We, me and Emmy were writing together on a mm. forum four years ago. Okay. And that novel style writing um, actually turned into the comic. And it was funny because it was nothing like what mm. the comic turned into. It was romance and all this other stuff. She was okay. shipping like Sam and... Castillo together? No, I'm just... Pretty much. Like, we were going hard at the romance, and then... Nice. Um, we were like... Um, you know, I told her, I was like, oh, this would make a great comic, and she's like, hey, I can draw, and I'm like, hey, I can write, kind of. So... <laughs> no, you, no, you can write. <laughs> she's being so, modest as so, fuck. Right. It was good writing. So, we changed it to where um, it is what it is now. It's sci-fi, and it's political, and... yes. And so, just know that when you're reading the Constellation Chronicle, it started as a romance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what made you change it from the romance vibe to... We, we wanted to upgrade our characters. We knew that they had potential. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the backstories that we had already created for them was there, but we had put them in a different setting. So, with this setting, we wanted them to be older. We wanted them to be more aggressive. Um, we didn't want to have... Okay. Stupid women? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can say it. It's 2019. We don't want no dumb holes up in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. We Just wanted say women it. who were going to, you know, yeah. go after what they wanted. Whether Women it was... is, I mean, I think as we're seeing in the world world now is women are taking over. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so we definitely wanted that. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's kind of what morphed into. That's awesome. I did, I did have a follow-up to that, though. I'm sorry. Because right. <laughs> I, I want to learn more about her process. Yeah, definitely. Like, does she give you free control? Uh, what is it? Creative control? Do you have to run anything by her as you guys are partners? Or is she just, or is she just like, hey, you're the writing. Your <laughs> just let me know what you're creating and I'll visualize it. Right. So the way Emmy and I do it hmm. is we storyboard. Like gotcha. right now we've got 50 plot points to cover mm -hmm. and each one has, each comic has about two plot points in them. Okay. So, um, we kind of follow that. I will do a draft of the scene, send it to her, see what she wants to kind of move around, mm -hmm. and then uh, we will go back and I'll come out with the script. And the script writing for me is really hard because I'm used to like six paragraphs of just describing the sky and <laughs> now I have to come back with, I have to come back with, oh no, you need like eight lines of dialogue for a whole page. So, Damn, yeah. that must be difficult. It's that's really different. hard. So you have to get the point. For me, that's probably easy. Text. But yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So, so it's that's, more like a screenplay. Yeah. Um, and then I send it to her, and she's like, "Hey, do you think we can move this here?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And so she sends me um, what she's drawn up uh -huh. with empty bubble spaces, and then I'm like, "Okay, well, you're blocking this character's whole face." Um, so it's very much a partnership. And how we work. Okay, so, so awesome. there's so times when you write it out, send yeah. her, she'll draw it off based on what you're yeah. doing, and she'll draw it out and send it to you, and you'll write in what yeah. she's... Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's awesome. That is cool. That now, is cool. And y'all don't live in the same city. They don't live <laughs> They don't live in the same, same country, bro. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, guys. That is so cool. I'm amazing. I did, I did want to ask, though. 
I'm full of questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. I did want to ask, if you had the art ability, would you rather do it by yourself? Or do you find that having that person do the illustration is allow you to be more creative with your writing versus having to juggle both? Um, it's a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. If I could draw, I feel like I would take some of the burden off of her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with her art, we have a very distinct art style. Mm -hmm. um, so you're not going to see her art anywhere except for in our comics mm -hmm. um, or the side pieces that she does. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we have a very distinct thing going. But at the same time, I feel like in retrospect to what she's doing, what I'm doing is pretty easy. So I always feel bad because she's like, she's oh. picking up what you think <laughs> is the majority she's, of the work. She's holding down the Instagram account, so yeah. I'm like, I got nothing. I can't. No, you can do the Twitter. You can do the. You oh, can I do, do the, the copy. Twitter. Twitter. You can, I do you the Twitter. You can write the copy and do the Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's funny you say that because that's actually what I do. I handle Twitter and our Facebook page, and she handles Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah. So because you so can cool. write more, I think, on Facebook, right? Oh yeah. And Twitter than you can Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to the writer. So, yeah, the writer do it. Give it to the tweeter. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I think there are some times where I would like to draw, but I'm just like, no, just leave it to her. She got so it. So is this, <laughs> this, this series going to be all MFs all the way through? Yeah. Um, okay, so you're not looking to collaborate with any artists going into that, maybe on a, on a one-off or spin -off create your them. own spin-offs <laughs> of your main story. So we've... Uh, some of the contests that we uh, participate in, we mm -hmm. have uh, people, like, it's draw it in your own style kind of thing on Instagram. Yeah. So we do a lot of, like, art challenges. That's um, So, but because that would require us getting permission from that artist to print mm -hmm. it, we haven't really gone into that territory yeah. yet. So you haven't gone all the way through with it, just kind of getting... Yeah, so okay. we do a lot of social media stuff and collaborating on social media. Yeah. But as far as printing it... As far uh, as doing variant covers and things yeah. like that. Yeah. That would be pretty cool, though, to interact with the with your community and yeah, the artists in the community that are a fan of your work. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think variant covers after about 10 or maybe 15 issues deep, doing some variant covers would yeah, be really definitely. dope. Mm -hmm. I, I would definitely subscribe to your Patreon for that. <laughs> I would I would pitch some money for some variant covers because that gives the artist shine. Obviously, the inside artwork still going to be Emmys. Yeah. Um, Buy this fucking comic, dude. It's really good. It's really good. It's a local writer with a non-local artist, but, a, <laughs> you know, that's the cool fucking part of it. The internet made this possible. So, Barb, do you have any thoughts before we sign off? And... No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like... This, yeah, it's midnight, isn't it? It's practically yeah, it's midnight here. I'm like, I want my bed. Past, all right. We're, we're done with this. Dragon's Lair at Alamo Ranch. SJ, remember, get to the Patreon slash E-M-E-V-S-A. Bro, do you have an Instagram or something you promote? No, really. Find me at Juan's Alter Ego Podcast at Con Culture Podcast uh, on Instagram and Con Culture Pod on Twitter. That's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much from Dragon Slayer, from Barb and SJ. Thank you so much. Come visit us. Come yes. see us. See them. See them. Marcel. Don't forget, free comic book day. May 4th. May, May 4th, 4th, free comic book day. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. We have cosplayers. We have artists. We have face paint. We have all the other shit that I'll promise. Just and bags. maybe I'll deliver on. I don't know. Never <laughs> fucking know. I hope he delivers. I, I, I totally deliver. All the time, guys. But you want to be here early. First 50, get, oh, wouldn't you like to know? You're going to have to mm. find out. Mm. 
secretive, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.